Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Well, welcome to all of you for week nine of Flourishing in Isolation. I hope you are ready to go again and got your Bibles to hand. Uh, I've been loving this series. I hope you have too. As you know, we are exploring what is known as the prison letters, those four books in the Bible written by Paul while under house arrest. I encourage you, if you haven't heard them all, to go back and have a look on YouTube or on podcasts and our iTunes page if you want to catch up. We're asking the question, what can we learn from these ancient texts so each one of us can flourish in isolation? And I want to say to you today as we start that we may be isolated, we may be separated, but we are not alone. God is with you. God is Emmanuel. God who came at Christmas as a baby is still the same God who gives the gift of his presence with us. God is with you right in this moment. We are going to get through this. You will find a way through it. You are going to be stronger because of it. The future is going to be different. It will be a new normal, but you get to help shape this new future that we are facing together. We may be isolated, but we are not alone. I also want to say, I like getting all the questions and comments. I get emails from you all. Thank you so much to those who participate and send information through. It's always good to hear from people and have theological interactions. Um, I, I, I love the sharing online. Please do share, subscribe, like. You know how it all works. Um, it'd be great if you'd share with other people. If you've benefited from this teaching series uh, of Flourishing in Isolation, then maybe share it with somebody else so they can have the benefit of this programme of study as well. I'm sure maybe they would enjoy it as much as you have. But here's the funny thing. One of the comments I got last week, or one of the emails I got last week, was my dad. My dad got in touch with me. He lives about an hour away from us. And my parents, uh, who are who are older, they uh, they got in touch. And he said, I just want to write you a little letter about what you're saying. And it's kind of funny because we were talking about honouring our parents last week. So I thought I would share you my dad's email. I hope that's okay with you. But my dad wrote this. He said these words. Dear Sim, I want to thank you for your preaching in such a practical and helpful way. I need to say at this point that my dad was a church pastor for many years and he's preached his fair share of sermons. And so he says, thank you for your preaching. Practical, great. He said, I was struck by what you said about relationships and that we expect of people, that what we expect of people is usually what we get. So no wonder we are told to esteem others more worthy than ourselves. He then goes on and says, I appreciate your wholehearted preaching and cheerful attitude. So far, so good. It's kind, it's lovely, it's thanking me. And then there's always the, the dad bit. But he said this, as I listened last night, I wondered if it was necessary for you to go full bore from beginning to end and then stop abruptly. Isn't there a place for some variation in tempo and emphasis with particular stress as you finish your main thought. Some parsley, fatherly preaching advice from my dad. And he goes on, it's a privilege that you're preaching and serving the Lord in this way with loads of love and blessing, mum and dad. Uh, Amazing. So this week, I will try, dad, I will try to have some more tempo and emphasis. 
Uh, my dad is not the only one who's commented. I, I do tend to talk fast. I'm also trying to fit a lot into 30 minutes each week. I want to be respectful of your time and try and do everything we can to keep our time together as efficient as possible. But I also want to honour my parents and live long in the land we learnt about last week. It's the command with a promise and so it's probably the best that I do that and honour my parents so thank you dad and loads of love to you hopefully you're listening again and I try and be uh, more appropriate and speak clearly to you at this time Uh, wonderful gotta love our parents and honour them so last week we talked about flourishing in isolation reflecting Christ in those relationships we talked about submitting to one another in verse 21 as this reflects Christ who in reverence to Christ, we submit to one another. We learnt about submitting to our husbands and loving our wives because this reflects Christ. And lastly, we reflect Christ when we treat our children in the right way and we respect and honour our parents, where we treat our employees well and we respect and honour our bosses because it's as if God is watching you all the time. We reflect Christ, was kind of our learning points from last week. This week, we are going to try our best to finish off the book of Ephesians. It's only taken us nine weeks so far to get to this point, but I'm keen and committed to getting through it if I can do it without having to rush at any point. I'll try my best. Here we go. Verse 10 uh, is where we're going to start. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Get your Bibles open if you will. And uh, the opening verse, as it was last week, is often the key uh, tone, setting the tone for the whole section we're going to cover. Last week, the opening verse we just mentioned was submit to one another in reverence to Christ. And it set the tone of the rest of the passage about how we related to people, friends, family, bosses, sons, daughters, uh, parents, how we connected with each other through reverence to Christ. And that's what Paul, the writer, spoke about for the rest of that section. This week, Paul is bringing his letter to the church in Ephesus, or the churches in Ephesus. There was more than one church. And he is writing to them and summing up at this point. He's bringing it to an end, and he starts with this key verse in verse 10 to underpin everything we're about to say today. And it says this, a final word, verse 10. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. We may have heard all of Paul's practical wisdom. We've gone through this book of Ephesians. There's some great stuff in there. He talks about the importance of unity. He talks about the challenge of living every day as children of the light, as children that reflect our Father God, the way we care for the world and heaven and earth coming together, we learnt about in chapter two. But having that heavenly mindset, living every day as if the earth is ours to care for and heaven is not a future problem or need or desire it's a present now moment to love and submit to our spouses to honor and respect our parents to treat our children correctly all those practical things are great but we must be strong in the lord and in his mighty power our confidence must be in god to lean into him and hint to his power not to trust in practical solutions to our needs. This week is Mental Health Awareness Week. 
And there's lots of great information out there about being resilient in difficult times of lockdown now for almost nine weeks. And how do we learn to live healthily? There's advice around exercise and diet and creativity and talking to people and being kind to yourself and being kind to others. And all those things are good information and good practices. But ultimately, we need to lean into God and his mighty power. In our spiritual health, to create healthy routines is really important this time to routines of prayer and reading the word of God, to attend some sort of church online, to get together with a small group of people in some way, to listen to a midweek Bible study like this, if that works for you, to find healthy routines. They're all good things to do. They're all really helpful and healthy, but we need to be more than just know about God. We need to lean into God. Like a child leans into their parent, we lean into God. We can't just keep getting busy doing more stuff. Our activity, even if it's activity for God, doesn't impress God. He just said, would you jump up in my lap and hang out for a while? Will you lean into God? Will you snuggle in to your father, your Abba, your daddy at this time? It's not just about knowing more stuff. It's being strong in the Lord and his mighty power. So having understood that key verse, that verse 10 there, Paul is saying this. Now, now we understand that God is a source of all power. Now then, verse 11, and this is a famous section of scripture. Verse 11, put on all of God's armour so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. He's saying there, put on all of God's armour. There are two things we need to learn at this point. Number one, it is God's armour. It's his armour. It's his PPE, his personal protective equipment he is giving to you. And there is enough to go round. He is providing it. It is made to the right standard. It's made to the right shape. It will protect you if you wear it correctly and follow the instructions. It's God's armour. But secondly, put it all on. It all needs to be worn. How many of us would leave the house half-dressed? You never. I mean, you might go on your Zoom video call with just a top half dress, I suppose, so people don't know that actually you're still wearing your pyjamas underneath the camera. But we should all be ready for the day ahead. Put on all the armour, the writer is saying there. It's God's armour and put it all on because the fight is not against your, your natural experiences. The fight is against the devil and the demonic uh, angels. The devil is real. The devil is real. Every day he is working against you. So you need to dress appropriately and be ready. His strategies are sneaky. He will do everything you can to disrupt and disturb you and to cause you unrest. He is loving the time he's having at the moment to play with our minds, to make us think differently, to challenge our way of thinking. Many of us fight our battles, our spiritual battles. We fight them. And the word battles there, this Greek word there is about wrestling. 
about conflict, about kind of grappling with this idea. These aren't just physical battles. Sometimes we read this, this text and we think about physical battles because we've heard about physical armour and physical um, items that are being worn. But this is a spiritual war. It's a spiritual conflict. And many of us have fight our battles in the realm of our mind and our emotions. And we are thinking about this in verse 12. It's the battle is not with our emotions. It is with our um, with our spiritual force that play on our emotions. It's a spiritual conflict. And Paul is saying here that this is really important, that the devil will try and play with your mind. He will try and fight over your thoughts. Those things that pop into your head at the wrong time of day, just as you're about to go off to sleep, that's when the devil will just prod you with a thought and make you think differently. We're not at war with flesh and blood, which is our human nature. That human nature, the writer is saying there, and natural idea, and natural activity. We're not at war with natural circumstances, but we are fighting the principalities and powers of evil. And the Greek there is pneuma, which means spiritual, and ponderous, which means depravity. This spiritual depravity, spiritual wickedness that is taking place. We're at war with a strong, sneaky, strategic, wicked, depraved spiritual forces and entities. That's what we're fighting about. And it's really important we see this because we cannot fight darkness with darkness. We cannot fight in the natural things that are not natural. The best way to resist and overcome this powerful spiritual enemy enemy is not venting our anger or venting our frustration, which is our human nature. It's normal to react that way when we are frustrated. Our mind is busy and thoughts are being placed inside of our heads. We react in a natural way. But we need to attack spirit with spirit. And so we need to put on God's armour. His spiritual armour, put on the full armour of God, put it all on. So we are then ready to fight a spiritual enemy. And this is serious stuff. It's not something we should take lightly. And then we put our spiritual armour on and we yield ourselves to the power of the Holy Spirit within us. And we pray against everything we face. I think sometimes we are so busy fighting the devil with our words, with our thoughts, with our anger, with our frustration, when we lash out at people we're living with because we're annoyed by something that's going on in our head. And actually, it's a spiritual activity and we're responding with a human response. It never is going to work. We need to put on the spiritual armour that God provides to us and to use it to defeat the aims of the enemy. When lockdown first started, I've got to be honest with you, I found it all quite exhilarating. It was a new challenge for someone like me. who I'm a leader. I love the future. I love responding, reacting in the moment. And we were creating plans. We were making new plans as soon as those got out of date. And we were making plans as a leadership team here at Freedom Church. And I was loving the challenge that we were facing. I was, I was loving the kind of having to grapple with ideas. And, and I was firefighting and I was running from one thing to the next thing. But after a few weeks, I realized that this was not healthy, that actually people didn't need 
me to be their hero, I need to point people to God for him to be their hero. That I need to get rid of any sort of Messiah complex that I might have been carrying. And it wasn't for me to sort everyone's lives and needs out, but it was for me to get myself in tune and in track with God. What I was becoming was not healthy or sustainable. I was trying to fit too much in. I was trying to do too much. And it wasn't just activity. It was my thinking, my head, my spiritual energy was getting lost. I was busy trying to organise the church, to put out information, to communicate well, to make sure my family were doing okay, to check out that everyone else's family was doing okay. Was I doing enough? Was I helping people enough? Was I serving well enough? And everything in me was just busy, 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 and my head never stopped. And then a couple of weeks ago, I thought, this is not healthy. I need to stop. I need to find a good rhythm, a good routine. And I rewrote my diary and my plan for the day. And, and I started to put on the full armour of God to make sure I could take my stand against the devil's schemes. And I created a new and healthy rhythm. I now get up earlier. I get changed, get ready for my day. You know, I, I get myself started. I eat healthily. I try and exercise. And I'm making sure I'm spending time with those in my home and not just keeping myself busy. There's always more things I could do. But God is calling us to a spiritual war, not just a physical activity. It's important that we find that time, time with God, time of prayer, time of silence, time just to be with God, to lean into him, to put on all your armour. God supplies the armour you need to defeat all the attacks of the devil, but you must put it on. It's your responsibility to place the armour upon yourself so you can stand firm. Verse 13, are you doing okay? Are you all right here? We're going to keep going. We're going to crack this by the end of our time together. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armour so that you'll be able to resist the devil in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Every piece of armour. Again, the writer is underlining. Remember we said this before, when the item is repeated itself, when we're telling a story again, it means it's really important. Every piece of armour, not some, not just your favourites, but all of them. There are six different elements of the armour that Paul mentions there from verse 14 onwards. And he's saying, put them all on. Put every piece. Verse 14, stand your ground. Put on the belt of truth and the body armour of God's righteousness. Verse 15, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, those six items there, are, I could spend six weeks speaking about those, one week on each topic. We did that just a few, uh, two years ago, we did a series called Get Kitted Out, and we talked about the armour of God. I think most people remember from that the children's song we did alongside that teaching theme. But there's so much in there that we could cover. And Paul is saying, put on the full armour of God, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. Put them all on. 
all of them. Don't just choose your favourite. Oh, I like the Bible more than I do the idea of faith. I, I love the idea of being saved and I'm sal- my salvation is complete. Put them all on. I love sharing the story of my gospel and faith with my friends. Great, but it's all important. Get yourself active in all of those. Develop yourself in all of these areas. It's like going to the gym and just working on your arms having really strong arms, but your legs can't handle your new body weight. We have to be exercising all of our spiritual um, armour that God has given to us. Every single piece, put it all on, is what Paul is saying. Get your truth on that sets you free. Cover your heart with the belief that you are righteous. Be ready to share the gospel at all times. Raise your faith level to protect yourself against the burning arrows of the evil one look after your mind remind yourself that you are saved and you carry with you the word of the lord and it's more than just an ancient historical document it is the sword of the spirit and it is the words that carry great power these are not just physical tools these are spiritual tools for a spiritual enemy we have to practice we have to get involved we have to learn all that together and lean into God and pray and pray and pray and pray at all occasions to lean into him every way you can and Paul goes on from there those six different items and uh just better pause quickly to make sure my dad's happy. We're okay here. We're all good. Because he's got the armour on. We've got our routine. We've got our habits of getting up in the morning. So I'm putting on the armour of God. I'm giving my full attention to God before I give attention to the rest of the day. Verse 18 says these words. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray, Paul says, pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, still preaching his message as Christ's ambassador, so pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Prayer is so important. We can wear all the right armour, but soldiers are not called to battle to stand still. Soldiers are called to battle to make a difference, to attack the enemy. And we do that through prayer. Prayer is so important. Paul is saying here, pray at all times. On all occasions, pray. Pray whatever you are facing, pray. Pray at the start of the day, the middle of the day, the end of the day. Find routines that work for you and pray. Pray for your family, pray for your friends, pray for the experiences that you are in right now. Pray for our government, pray for the pandemic we are facing. Pray for our key line front workers, pray. Pray for those people. For us as a church, we've been praying every morning at 8.30 in the morning. We've gathered and we've prayed uh, using social media. And I want us to keep on praying. This is important that we pray. And Paul is saying here, don't just pray at all times, pray in the spirit. And, and I find the gift of tongues so useful. When you run out of words, it's great to speak in the gifts of the spirit, to know that your words can connect with the spirit of God that I may have run out of things to say. Sometimes I've prayed for key workers and I don't know all the key workers. I, I run out and I think, who am I praying for? Who am I praying for? Is it NHS? Is it schools? Is it people who are in the shops? And I, keep, I can forget somebody. So I think if I pray in the spirit, God will know my heart 
and pray and pray on all occasions. Our prayer is so important. Use the gift of tongues if you run out of word. Find different ways to pray. Paul says, pray for me. Pray for me. And I think, wow, that's, that's a bit arrogant in some ways. But I would say to those who are watching or listening right now, pray for me. I need your prayers. Please, I would love your prayers. Pray for church leaders everywhere. You know, we have got opportunity like never before with the church being online and more people listening in to online churches than ever before. The, the church is wide open. And I know in talking to other friends of mine who lead other churches, this is an exciting season, but we want to get it right. We want to do a good job. Pray for church leaders everywhere, that the gospel may be preached clearly and many thousands of people will find faith in Christ Jesus at this time. People are looking for faith. They are looking for answers. Some of you will know that we partner closely with the 24-7 prayer network. And they tell us that through their website, more people than ever are asking for prayer. More people than ever are asking about prayer. They're wondering about faith. They're exploring faith. They're learning to lean into God. They say that more than three million people are praying now than ever prayed before through the website of 24-7. We at Freedom Church have a prayer wall that's been really well used by our local community. And if you would love some people from the church to pray for you, then go on to our prayer wall, freedomchurch.uk forward slash prayer wall, and add your prayers onto our wall. We'd love to pray for you at this time. Or you can go to that prayer wall and you can pray for the people that you see on that, on that list. Pray, pray, pray. And at all times and at all things, pray. So, so Paul is saying here quite simply, God is the most powerful. He is the one that we lean into. He is saying, put on God's armour because it's a spiritual battle. Put on all of the armour that's there for you and then pray. And finally, as we wrap things up, and this is Paul wrapping up the book of Ephesians. This is be a letter, a circular letter to a number of churches in Ephesus at that time in first century AD. And he brings it all together and he wraps it up and he says this, final greetings, verse 21, to bring you up to date, he says this, Titius, love all the names we get in the Bible, Titius will give you a full report about what I am doing and how I'm getting along. That the rumours is, or the suggestion is, that, that Titius would have carried this letter from Paul in Rome and brought it to Ephesus, that he would have delivered it or even read it to the people there. And so the final comments, uh, he's saying, Titius will give you a full report about what I am doing and how I'm getting along. He is a beloved brother and a faithful helper in the work. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. Titius was the messenger that Paul sent and trusted to carry his message. How we receive people is what we get from people. And sometimes we can dismiss really valuable messengers because we don't think they have any value, they're not important enough. But it's often not the person who's coming to bring the message, it's who they're speaking on behalf of. And God speaks through human people like you and I. And we must be prepared to listen to the messengers that God sends to us. And on this occasion, it was Titius. He was sent by Paul to Ephesus to bring a message about the Lord's work. I wonder who is a messenger into your life at this moment in time. How are you receiving the people that speak to you in, these, in this season? Listen carefully because God can speak through many different people.
And then verse 23, the last two verses, Paul writes these words. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters, and may God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ give you love with faithfulness. May God's grace be eternally upon all who love our Lord Jesus Christ. I love the way that Paul wraps up this letter with a blessing of peace. He's not driving them to more success, to do more, to reach out more, to get their groups and their churches bigger, to evangelise, to get busy, to get active. He's done all that stuff earlier on in Ephesians. He said, yes, live your life, heaven and earth join together. Yes, be in harmony with one another. Be united, Jews and Gentiles. Yes, make sure that God is the centre of you. Live as children of the light and children that reflect your Father God. Do all those things, he's saying. But as he brings this to a close, as I bring this to a close, he says, be full of peace. Be full of peace. Peace to you. He prays that God would bless them, that he would, they would know God's love in their faithfulness. What a beautiful sentiment. And I want to encourage you that are listening today, that God is more interested in your faithfulness than your busyness. That he wants you to be faithful what you've been given to do well with what you've been given. The talents God has given you, use them and invest them. Don't just feel you're busy and prove yourself to others. So as we wrap this up and hopefully not bring it to an end too abruptly, we learn to flourish in isolation to ensure that we are wrapped up in God himself, that God is the one that we lean into, that we must lean into God to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, to put on the full arm of God, every single piece, that a spiritual battle requires a spiritual weapon. And lastly, to pray at all times on an every occasion, to pray in the spirit, to pray for everyone, to pray for your friends, family, loved ones, and those in key worker positions. Let's be people that pray. I'd like to finish just by praying verse 23 and verse 24 over you to those listening to pray the words of Paul. So God, I pray for all those listening right now, watching right now, may they have peace. May your peace be with them. I pray for the brothers and sisters watching and listening. May God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ, who gives you love with faithfulness, may God's grace be eternally upon you as one who loves our Lord Jesus Christ in his power and in his name and his might. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.